guys, I'm George and welcome to the Everyday Malaysian Show. This is where amazing people from different walks of life meet and talk about their unique and colourful experiences. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Malaysian Show. Today we have Adlina with us. Hi Adlina. Hey George, how's it going? It's going good. I hope you're doing well during this MCO time. Yep, yep, I am. And it's great. And for those who are listening, I hope you guys are finding ways to keep yourself entertained. Anyway, Adlina, so Adlina works for Teach for Malaysia. And Adlina, can you tell us a bit more about um, what does Teach for Malaysia do? Yeah, um, so Teach for Malaysia is part of a global network um, under Teach for All. So there's 40 plus other partners um, and we're all kind of sort of in this for education. So specifically, Teach for Malaysia focuses on closing the education gap in Malaysia um, that stems from differences in socioeconomic statuses. So um, I, ideally, what we want to do is have a one day where all children in Malaysia will have equal opportunities to attain an excellent education. I see. So it's basically everybody, everybody should get proper education. Yeah. yeah, or like the same, yes, opportunities to get good education. That's great. That is an amazing thing. Now, um, can I know, like, what exactly is your role in Teach for Malaysia? Um, so I work in the talent acquisition team. So part of the, I guess, part of the strategy for us to provide um, this one-day vision is to build a movement of leaders um, and how we do that is through our leadership development program where we recruit, train, uh, select and train uh, fresh graduates or young professionals to enter a two-year program where they get to experience the grassroots um, environment itself. So I, um, I handle the recruitment of that. I see. And can you just tell us very briefly, uh, what is the training like and what are the traits or commonalities that you see in potential candidates? So definitely before the two years, um, there will be um, what we call the fellows, right? People who join a program. Mm -hmm. There will be a two-month intensive training um, with our Teach for Malaysia coaches. And even throughout the two years, you will be trained, you will be um, supported and you will be provided like a coach to, to monitor your personal development, also the progress that you make with your kids. Um, but there are like, before you get selected, um, there are some things that we look for, um, such as whether you have a growth mindset, uh, which is basically your wi willingness to learn uh, because it will be an environment that is unfamiliar to you. And uh, in order for you to be a great leader, you have got to have a growth mindset. Mm -hmm, yeah. um, that's just one of it I, I would say that's quite important I see I see that's uh, great to know so when you're looking for people who are willing to come out of their comfort zone I suppose yeah I guess that um, in a way for you to make change you gotta uh, I guess that Teach for Malaysia's model uh, theory of change is like whether you are able to lead yourself first before you are able to lead other people wow I think that that is amazing. I think a lot of us should look at that first before deciding that whether we are good enough to be leaders or not. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Now, um, in this job, I'm sure you have seen all kinds of amazing things and things like that. Can you tell me how has this job changed you as a person? Wow. Um, I think 
how has it changed me? I think definitely um, one of the reasons I joined TFM as well was for my own personal development. Um, and I think working in an NGO, um, it's it's small enough for you to be able to experience different functions and different kind of like skills and different work. So um, professional development wise, it has definitely changed me in things that I would never have done before. I think a second thing that um, has changed me is seeing, knowing that I don't know it all. Um, There are certain things, uh, certain aspects of life that I have no knowledge of. And this, this, Working with Teach for Malaysia has just opened my eyes a little bit more to the realities and the struggles of people. So you're saying that um, a lot more things have been brought to your attention in regards to the education side of yeah. things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, when when you were young, did, is this what you looked um, for? Like, is this what your childhood dream was to be? Um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I've ever imagined myself doing something like this. Um, but I think I've always wanted to, I've always had an interest with people, mm-hmm. um, understanding people and their stories. And I've always wanted to kind of do um, humanitarian work. I think I've always enjoyed um, volunteer work. I've always enjoyed like um, helping people. That's why I did psychology. Um, so... But specifically, this role, maybe not. Um, but I think in this area or this field, um, most likely, maybe. Yeah, I've always had a, a huge heart for education as well. Like your childhood dream, as you said, was to help people and, and join these kind of organizations. So I would safe to assume that you are currently actually living your childhood dream? I hope so. I mean, <laughs> dream <laughs> dreams change, right? So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Now, another thing I noticed, uh, you know, uh, I see in your Instagram and your social media, you're definitely a very creative person, right? In your um, social media, your Instagram, for example, is very aesthetically pleasing. Now, were you always a creative person? Oh, I think uh, I'm glad that you think so. Uh, I I don't know actually if I was always a creative person. People have always said that I was. Um, when I was younger, I I remember myself being very. Um, having a big imagination and um, I used to draw a lot color a lot but I didn't I was never really like artistic artistic or never had the chance to kind of like explore that side maybe deep down inside of me um, always had some creative um, creative element I would say Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and but now I think I'm starting to realize a lot more in um, that I'm being more interested in that side uh, photography and um, film um, editing and all those things. That's great. That that is such a good thing to hear. Like your your passion, you're allowing your to follow your passion uh, in this creative line. So now, how does it work with uh, in line with your job to teach for Malaysia? Um, I yeah. Um, it definitely does work in my work in my role because um, as part of recruitment, um, like I said, isn't um small organization right Mm -hmm. um you tend to do things that is out of your job description um so for recruitment um specifically we kind of have to design our own posters we have to kind of um um, design the messaging um how do we attract 
people to this program, right? Because it's so it's so rare and it's so um, non-typical um, career pathway. So I guess that's the creative element of it that I see merging. All right. So now, as a person who I, as a person who embraces creativity, do you think that um, the love of the arts should be cultivated in our education system? I think it it should. I think it's a good form of expression. Um, not forcefully, you know. Some kids just don't like it, so mm-hmm. I think that's okay. But I think there should be some way where kids are allowed to express their imagination, their creativity, um, and their storytelling uh, capabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. I definitely agree with you on that. Fine. Now you're also a person who travels quite a bit. Now, throughout your travels, what are the differences that you've noticed in terms of the education system? Um, so, I personally grew up with different education systems. I started off in England and then came back to a local public system, um, joined a boarding school, also went to a private school in Malaysia and then um, did my degree in the US. So, based on my personal experience, I think um, is that the the freedom or the ability for kids to be able to express themselves um, in the way they learn. So I think that's the biggest difference in, t- um, in Malaysian education and um, the ones that I've gone through is um, you, uh, everywhere that I've been, there is, um, overseas especially, um, there was a, there was, that I am able, basically, I, I am, as a student, I'm able to, grasp my learning mm-hmm. um, take charge of my own learning what I learn and how do I learn um, what I understand and put it on paper um, compared to the Malaysian education which is very kind of strict and, yeah. and you kind of have to abide, abide to the laws of learning uh, do you think that being more fluid in how we are taught would help us um, study better, learn better yeah, I think so. I think um, we, the way, yeah, exactly, the way that we are taught um, to be a little bit more fluid um, and allowing the child to really um, practice what they learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with putting to practice what you learn definitely gets you more insight and definitely helps you retain what you've learned a lot better. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. Um not just retain what you learn, but really seeing what you learn is useful for life. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, again, another thing about your traveling. So what is the differences that you notice, a major difference that you notice between the people that you've met overseas and the culture in Malaysia? Um, people that I've met. Um, I think um, in terms of people-wise, um, these are like some of the, my best memories like, of traveling. Of course, there are certain countries where um, not not so great. Um, but the best memories of places that I've been is that they really enjoy their work. Mm-hmm. Or um, there are people who really respect um, their land and their towns to keep it the way that it is and, and have pride, I guess, in pride in whatever they do and wherever they live. Those mm-hmm. are mostly based in like uh, small towns that I go to. Mm-hmm. Or, um, yeah. So it's more of uh, the 
people's mindset in these uh, places that you visited, they are more of looking for a job that gives them some a personal satisfactory instead of monetary mm. satisfactory. Yeah, I guess like I could give you an example. Um, I went to New Zealand, um, and the guy that brought us on the glowworm tour. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically owned the tour, and it was him and his father. And like he does that every day, but he's you can still find joy, and like he puts his heart into whatever he does. Mm. Um, same goes to the guy who who gave us the tour about the some some river tour that we were on. And it's like wow, really enjoyed it. That's great. I think a lot of uh, a lot of us, uh, I think especially the young people of Malaysia, we definitely strive to find a job that we love and passionate about, but also comes the social pressure of having to fit into this, I'm a successful person in a monetary sense of speaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess just that definition of success is um, still mm. very um, one, one-sided. Yeah, I see. Now, um, what do you think that uh, people from other countries and other places that you've been to should adopt from us as like Malaysian culture? I think the love for food. <laughs> <laughs> I think Malaysians love our food and we kind of bring it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't alter the food. Like if, if you're a Malay person eating an Indian food, we love it the way that it's made um, culturally. Mm. Um, a Chinese person eating a Malay food and we love it just the way it is. I think that that could be so like adapted into other different countries, right? Just for you, it's kind of like some sort of like an acceptance of your own culture and your mm. own um, tradition. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely see that happening. I think a story that I have is I went to Perth and I ate some Malaysian food that was it was on the restaurant itself. He said we serve Malaysian food, but yeah, it tasted nothing <laughs> like Malaysian. Food. Very westernized. Yeah. All right. Anyway, thank you so much for your time. Uh, before we end, I just have one last question. Now, doing what you're doing, which obviously is very amazing, if you could sum up education in a sentence, what would it be? Education should be the basics of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for your time, Adina. It was great having you. Thanks, George. To find out more about Adlina and her work for Teach for Malaysia, you can follow her on her Instagram account at Adlina 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 or you can head to teachformalaysia.org for more information. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach us on our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at The Everyday Malaysian Show.